the horse with bells and holly. Actually, the Christmas special. Welcome back to the playground session. It's exciting. That was an exciting moment of see. I am going to apologise. I have not been a well man this week. You can hear. You got the husky voice. Yeah. You're going to the James Brown. Yeah, I'm going to make Give some, some money on Babe Station <laughs> <laughs> over the Christmas period, just before this clears up. <clears throat> so yeah, if I sound a little bit hoarse, it's hoarse the right word. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I do apologise. Some people might like it. I, I actually quite like it. Yeah. So, um, it's like when Phoebe on Friends got a husky voice yeah. and then... When she got better, she wanted it back. So then, like, was trying to get ill. Uh, to get the voice. So when people are sneezing, you've got to, like, try and get it, yeah. Yeah, it's fair <laughs> to say that I may have been burning the candle a little bit. At both ends. both ends. However, but it's, Christmas is it's, here. It's Christmas is here. We haven't recorded this early. No, we actually have got... got. Do you know there's one thing that pisses me off more, more than... Oh. Phone's going off during a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all... Whose phone to... is it? Is it ever mine? Yeah, I think once it has been. It's generally yours, it's isn't it? Have you put on airplane mode? I've turned it off. We are taking a slightly more casual approach for the Christmas yeah, We've sat... both got a cup of red bush tea. Yeah. Roy bus for the South Africans out there. Um, but that was that is no excuse for, for not putting your phone on the appropriate mode. And moving moving on, moving on. We'll move on to... Uh, <laughs> Let's not fall out of Christmas. <laughs> we'll move on. Swiftly to so do you uh, do you know what episode it is? Mm. I have absolutely no idea. How many podcasts have we done? Uh, this <laughs> went up a bit then. This, <laughs> this is number, and I, I may I may or may not get this right, but it's going to be within one. I think this is sixty. Oh wow! When did we start podcasting? Um, I think a year ago. Right. Ish. Something like that. This will be one of those podcasts. We didn't do one a week at first. No, we used to put these on YouTube, and then occasionally, when we would have an extended piece of preamble like this, mm. somebody would write in the comments, information starts at 5.29. <laughs> <laughs> like, you yeah. can skip this whole intro bit. Oh, I like this bit. Um, <laughs> well, because what we were going to do with it, with, it being, with it being the Christmas, the end of the year, Christmas um, special, to have a little bit of a catch-up, and it scares me a little bit that I can remember doing this last year this in year my kitchen. flown by. And it feels like it wasn't that long ago. Can yeah. you remember what you said about what your goals were and stuff? I think you were... I yeah. can remember what I said, and I'm like, crikey. Have you achieved them? I feel like I've achieved nothing again. Because mm, I, I just, felt like last year. So you want to take my strategy, Dave. <laughs> if you don't set any goals... Yeah, well, I did. my goal was not to get injured. You have done that. I know, I, no, no, yeah. But I'm still managing my elbow from before. Mine was to train more consistently with intensity. And you have done that. I have done that. Yeah. I have done that. Other than your other goal was not to have any goals. Yeah. It's like when you get... Brought, well, there was no specific goals, but yeah. there was a more broadly yeah. uh, change of... Focus. What are you doing? <laughs> I just thought... What are you doing? To prove to people that I had in my drink, I would show it them. Because they can't see it. People can see nothing. <laughs> That was disgusting. They turned off ages ago. Crikey. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's making me cough now. Right. Um, yes. So training. I was in mid-flow about... Yeah, no, sorry. goals. Uh, right, let's, let's, let's reflect on the last yeah. 12 months briefly. Yeah. We shall look forward and then we shall do some questions. Yeah. We've got two questions we're going to answer today. Yeah. Um, but let's, let's contextualise the year. Yeah. Past and future. Yes. Go. Um, I, w- I almost wanted to reflect more on what the School of Calisthenics 
is has done and is planning to do mm. um, as opposed to purely well, last year we were just reflecting very much on our own what our own training had been like yeah I feel like um, that's a good place to start actually because this year has very much been about the school of calisthenics yeah. uh, well I, I thought that probably taken a yes well mine certainly taken a yeah, yeah 100% business development yeah um I thought Bob. So I thought like it'd be nice to if we go if we we can take a bit of a deep dive into that mm. and just uh, but just skim over briefly like training wise what we've been one of the, one of the things with training wise what we've been trying to solidify is our thought process and training for the front lever and there's going to be some stuff for that once we feel like we've got that nailed down coming in the new year so that'll be something nice to look forward to yeah, for we, people. I'm actually not going to spoil our thunder on that one because yeah. we've learned a lot and. Uh... The whole point of taking a bit more time over this potentially is just to really iron out. Like one thing that I think we've done well yeah. over the years is to break it down to the to the real composite parts of some complicated movements. Yeah. And the front lever is shrouded in mystery across the uh, the calisthenics landscape, and I don't really know that anybody really knows what the, the definitive essential basics are because there's so many different schools of thought do these exercises, and then when you've done those, maybe try these ones, and then if they don't work, try these ones. Yeah, That kind of conversation just tells me that nobody really knows how to mm. do it. And I think... A, most efficient way. And a big thing with... When you're training for something, uh, I can't be the only one that feels this. It's almost like, you know, when you're, when you're ill, and you don't know what it is, but you go to the doctor, and the doctor goes, oh, it's this. Here's your medicine or whatever. Mm-hmm. You take confidence in the fact that you trust that well, the, doc- the doctor knows what they're talking about. Yeah. Whereas if you don't think they know what they're talking about, it... it, it it makes it difficult to like um, believe in it and actually let it let it happen. Um, like the same when you're injured, if you go and see a physio and the physio seems to know, bang on, I know what this is, seen it before, did it, here's your exercises. It gives you confidence to go and do them and actually get better. Um, whereas when, if the, like I say, with, with that front lever or if anything that you're trying to learn, if it's a case of like, his this is this is this is it. We're like we've got it nailed down. We know what it is. You need to do this, 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 this. There you go. Rather than uh, try this, maybe try that. Maybe those those maybe's. Or if that doesn't work, try this. Leads us down the line of um, finding it more difficult to believe that you when you believe that you're following the right thing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That if you don't like, if you're not quite sure, it's hard to put everything then into that training, and you lose. I think it come, what you're talking about is it comes down to the, to the confidence in the information that we're putting out. That yeah. If we put something out, we want to know yes. that for the majority of people, it's going to be the right the right way. So that's, yeah. that's, that we can apply that um, standard to the things like the human flag. Yeah. Um, handstand is maybe, there's a lots of different ways you can learn to handstand. But the thing about the front lever is it's a strength-based movement. Yeah. Um, whereas handstand has got a lot of skill acquisition, so therefore there are a number of different ways that you can start to tie it all together. But when it's when the priority is a strength based movement, the same as a muscle up. Yeah. There are a few principles that are going to govern everything. Yeah. What are the the real kind of like yeah. key bolt holes in um in making sure that we do that? So that is a project yeah. which is so to not do, a lot of learning about that. We've yeah. developed quite a bit in terms of our understanding of that particular yeah. movement. So and not overcomplicating something that when it's like you say with a handstand it is complex mm. with because it's way more skill based with a strength based movement. It's strength. It's it's not. I think in the past, we've overcomplicated things. Something that's not complicated. Yeah, you want to make it, it sexy. You want to do this stuff which feels like you're doing the full thing or as close yeah. as possible. But anybody who follows us on Instagram will know that my training for the last three months has not been 
sexy or interesting. Yeah. I've always been the same stuff. It's worked. I've got stronger. Yeah. The proof in the pudding now is the conversion of that into more specific strength. Yeah. Um, which is my project for December. So watch this space on that one. Yes. Um, let's move on to um, some of the yeah. What the, what's the schools been yeah, up to? The schools yeah. Been up to. So. We've we've had a busy year. We've we've we, people are saying to our house things going. I keep saying we've just done big project after big project. It doesn't feel like it's it's stopped. And like, we were talking about this the other week, and when we started digging into it, like cracky, you know why it yeah. feels busy? Because we've been, been busy. busy. <laughs> we tried to do a lot, um, but all right from we've with new website was a well, start, start, start start at the beginning. I remember well, gen- that. So January remember. we launched the uh, beginners handstand guide. Yes with the uh, idea of trying to help people with a New Year's resolution that was tangible, that they would learn how to do a handstand with the end goal of breaking the handstand, most number of people doing a handstand at the Handstand World Record event, which we're still waiting to hear back from Guinness as to whether that was, if anyone haven't heard back from that. I think it might, I'm guessing... I don't think we got enough. Possibly, but we're still waiting mm. on that, maybe. But it was an amazing day. Yes, it was. June. That's one of my highlights, 100%. Yeah, it was a really good day. Uh, we did a business accelerator with UK Active, who oversee the whole fitness industry, which yep. was a, a really good opportunity to connect with a wider group of people. Um, we and did. Some, some steers on, on where we can have influence and support different government and pub, uh, yeah, government initiatives, I guess is probably the right way to... Yeah, frame that. We got some practice at pitching a business yeah, in that, we didn't did. we? Yeah, yeah. One we did one together. You did one on yeah. your own at the end. Yeah, went well. It was good. All right, yeah, it was good. Um, I did a handstand on stage in front of the room from of fitness people from the industry. It's always good. Which was nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> um, we designed the School of Calisthenics rig and launched yes. that partnership of equipment with Bulldog Gear, um, and I got to. Uh, you saw in the advert, I got to have a go at pretending to look like I'm actually welding. Bring back my engineering days. <laughs> get on, get back on the tools, as they would say. Yes. Well, so that was a big project. The UKCA conference. Um, that was amazing. We've run a coaches seminar. Um, brand new information that we pulled together this year. We are building the virtual classroom. <gasps> that's the yeah, that's the big come. thing to look ahead. Uh, lots of stuff. Lots yeah. of stuff. It has been an incredibly busy year, but a really exciting and enjoyable one but it has meant that time has flown by yeah 100% so the big thing for us coming now is that is the launch of the virtual classroom which is going to be our online e-learning platform we have modularized a lot of our content and um, I really think we're going to be putting what we are bringing together which is going to be available very soon in January yep. is um, one of the best if not the best online resources yep. for calisthenics training it's not just a video library uh, we're bringing together community, we're bringing together webinars, educational pieces, um, lots of different <coughs> fun content to play with as well as content for the big movements. It's going to be really cool. Yeah, I think yeah, the a, a video library is one tiny little yeah. section of it and then the fact that what we're trying to do is we're trying to put absolutely everything that we've got into this. Like we film so much new content for it um, and one of the big things that we... Um, we, we used to laugh about it when we started when we first started doing like workshops like when, before when we first started the scorecard it's what like three years mm. ago 
we didn't even have uh, any ebooks or any tutorials or anything. We, we eventually put together the beginner's guide, but we were teaching things like ring muscle ups at workshops. And someone had, we'd teach someone in like, in literally right there in front of us to do it. And we'd be like, look at that, mate, can you believe that? And it was almost like it was, it was, it was so fun, exciting, but also like slightly surprising because we knew it worked for us. But then when you see it transfer into someone else and, when you see it transferring to them in a matter of like minutes or in an hour or something compared to, oh, I trained three months to do this. Like it's, it was amazing to see them. Um, what we're trying to do is take that and put that into um, that, that, that e-learning platform where we get to help you along that journey at your own pace, problem solving along the way, but making that, that process to learning something new, redefining your impossible as clear cut easy and simple to follow as we possibly can and then that's like the big classrooms when you've got those certain things to that will be in the virtual classroom certain things that you're working on then there's all the other other stuff around it with the the play the playground the challenges uh the webinars the whole community side of it so we can't we cannot wait to to get that launched um and see you guys in there and see you one really yeah supporting each other create a real community and a vibe buzz around Everyone just getting on and progressing. It's going to be yeah. fun. And, and just literally in terms of a, like at the moment, people are learning things through mainly like when online-wise through through the ebooks, which have been great, but we just feel that there's, this is going to sort of blow the socks off that in terms of the usability of it. Like I can use it on your phone, on your computer, or whatever, and actually um, log your progress and all that. I mean, it's, yeah, it's got everything. Right, let's tie those two things together. Ooh. So reflections on last year yeah. and looking forward, quick fire, because I've got a couple, we've got too long because we've already been running a bit. I want to get some yeah. Q&As. Yeah. Um, things you've learned from this year, like yeah. standout things from a training perspective that you will then be putting into and making so for my training. highlights of the virtual classroom. So there's a knowledge that you want to then, things that you've learned and then knowledge you want to pass on to other people through the virtual classroom. Two, possibly three, providing they're quick. Um, I'll go one then because I spoke about this the other day on on stories um, looking after the little things mm. that just because we might have like big lofty goals of a human flag or whatever it may be and this, and this is basically a pep talk for myself that look after the small things that's what's going to look that's what's going to help look after the, the big things um, and make those big things happen we used to say we used to say joking rugby we used to um, talk about you look after your boots and your boots look after you so you used to try and keep your boots like and some lads did, didn't but that was one of our exactly so that, that sort of principle so just because you're learning to do a flag um, let's take that as an example doesn't mean you have to spend all of your time in that full trying to do that yeah. full flag position just, that's a massive mistake to make and it's a classic one that I would do and so um, I probably the thing I need is probably some help. I need to find somebody, a buddy, that can keep me accountable to keep me accountable to doing those little things and adding and trusting in the process of adding those little things up over a course of a longer period will make the big thing happen. Do you want me to give you a little thing to start on? Maybe I need to get in the virtual classroom because this is something that I've told you on a number of occasions that mm. you continue to ignore. What lower abdominal core stability? Yes. There you go, there's one little thing I'm going to do. It's a little thing, but it yeah. would actually mean quite a big deal for you. Yes. Deal. We'll shake on it. The, those that aren't watching, no one's watching, so we just shook hands. Uh, good. There you uh, go. A, a training thing And the virtual classroom, virtual classroom will allow us yes. to do that. Training thing you're proud of from this year? Training thing I'm proud what's of. What's progressed well? Crikey, probably nothing again. I don't feel... Uh, I'm at where... Uh, 
I held a single hand handstand for like one so second. Say, you have to talk that's about been that. yeah, that's been that's been good. My hand, but that's the thing. Similar sort of thing I said to last year. Like my hand balancing stuff had um, had been as has been better. Um, my hip flexibility is a lot better. Mm. That's helped with some of those like more difficult positions. Um, I've had an, I've had my ongoing issue with my um, elbow is is has meant I've just sort of pretty much maintained this year but I feel like that's what I said last year mm. um so yeah I'm reflecting quite a bit on that and I want uh, I want to do I want to do some some more conditioning work and some more just like um less chasing a big thing is something is something yeah. currently where I'm at so um and a lot of that will align with some of the things I want to help people with in the virtual classroom. So I want us to have more lower body stuff. I want us to have mm-hmm. some like jumping, some like, you know, jumping mechanics and things like that. That's going to help if you, if you're a runner, for example, um, and having like more full body, like I'm trying to make my training sessions where I'll do like a pull, a push, a lower mm-hmm. body and a core and like work through like a circus of four of those types of things. And I think, I think some of that type of stuff will, help me look after the little things and i think some of that type of stuff will be will be great for people in the virtual classroom yeah. um and now maybe then i can just stick to like okay one session a week where that's when i'm going to work on one of my bigger goals and just and just leave them more to one side that's where i feel like i'm going yeah nice yourself um something that i'm proud of from this year or i'm pleased with where it's at is the diversity that i have in my handstand I feel like that's come on quite a bit this mm. year. From deficit handstand push-ups um, to what I'm playing around with at the moment, that feels... I haven't gone for anything massively difficult, but the basic robustness of that skill feels pretty good. You tiger bend this year. You yeah, had that, I did. Yeah. I know like, it goes in that depending on yeah, what you're yeah. doing. We had it on lockdown for a bit. and like yeah. the What's impressive about your hand, that transferability of your handstand working, which one of the reasons why you talked, you've said about the, the frog to handstand and what it gives you, that... You can pick something up, like now that's that. Um, what's it called? The oh, um, scorpion the scorpion one. Yeah. But very, you can pick something up now, and that base that you've generated um, allows you to just pre- after you know you can play around with something. And it's oh, I've got that now, yeah. or or do you know I mean or close to? Yeah, yeah. If it's if it's if it's strength based mm. handstand work, um, it's wicked. Yeah, it's a fair bit of diversity there, which has been pleasing. Um, and one thing that I've learned in particular this back end of the year is about tempo like acute variables yeah. reps set uh, reps sets intensity um, rest period in between sets and tempo being our, our main uh, players we always think about reps and sets how many have I got to do 10 yeah. times 3 4 times 8 whatever um, rest periods we probably have some adherence to, but I, think, yeah. I don't think people do that well enough either. And I don't, because it's easy to get on your phone and have a chat, and we're not that strict on it. But I think one of the things that we really under-utilise is tempo. I've been doing a lot of eccentric work recently, and it really makes you think about how long four or five seconds is. And the, the literature around training science would suggest that even if you're doing strength endurance-type work, or you want to put some muscle mass on, that we want it to be, even for strength endurance set, we want to be at least a two-second like concentric yeah. eccentric phase when which is longer than you think right yeah we're nowhere near that um mm. and the gains that i've got from one just consistently doing the same thing uh, but also i think being stricter um so me looking forward for next year 
2019 is about strength for me. I'm just going to get strong. I've pretty much got down the specific moves that I want to do. Like you, I want to play around with some stuff. Um, I've got a couple of things that I feel like I want to work on, but to really level up, and when I'm thinking what am I going to do in 2020, I want to build a year of just getting stronger. Because I think that's going to then... Yeah. So if I want to do one-arm pull-up, yeah. I could really start on the specifics of that. But actually, probably what I need is just a really good six-month block of just getting stupidly strong. Yeah. Um, and I think that's... Uh, to be honest, the, the idea of that feels pretty good of it, taking yeah. away some of that intensity of having to focus on this one thing that bro, yeah. you need to be able to do and the pressure of not achieving it potentially. But what I've learned from this year, I've simplified my training. Strength work is easy. Like you, I can, you can pretty yeah. much do it whenever you want. It doesn't take a huge amount of effort and concentration in terms of difficult skill acquisition. It's not that yeah. frustrating. It's just, it's just the intensity in, of the hard work. work. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. And I, but I think if I can pair strength, if I can, sorry, pair strength work with discipline yeah. of my variables, and the the, the really f- it's frustrating in some ways for me because as a strength and conditioning coach that would be the absolute basics of what we do. Yeah. But it's that whole thing of it's, it's easier to tell other people to do it and uh, make other people do it. Yeah. The discipline of applying that to my own training when it's hard and I'm tired and, and two seconds is actually quite a long time Yeah. when you're tired. Yeah. Um, so yeah, a bit of honesty there. We share some, yeah. uh, some thoughts. Right, Q&A is up, Jacko. We've yes. done 20 minutes of rambling already. Good. Now, we've got a you're couple of people us. working very well through uh, through the algorithm, yes. which we always like. But I want to give Stefan a shout-out. We're not actually going to oh, answer yeah. his questions. We're going to go back to him directly. But he sent us one email, but it was the best algorithm. <laughs> How did it start? Assertion strategy. I mean, he used words like rock star, like... <laughs> <laughs> did he actually say rock star? I think he might have said you guys rock. <laughs> you bad Well, I think what it was, it said you guys rock and 10 stars wouldn't be enough. And I've ah, basically yes. taken those together, yeah. paraphrasing what he probably meant. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he did very well. But Stefan, we're going to come back to you directly. Yeah. He's even caught on I, to my secret yeah, nickname. Secret nickname, Pancakes, it as well. <laughs> okay, go. So this is from um, Instagram, Dr. Peewee. Yep. 86. Um, oh. And so could you guys in one of your podcasts get into the depth of when to decide to take a rest day, brackets S, so days or week? I listen to all your podcasts, so I know what to do. I'm really enjoying the great content you guys are putting out and the playful way you're doing it and breaking down complex skills. Keep it up. I just hope that they've managed to stay to this point of this podcast to hear the question answered after what may or may not have been. There's more, Tim. All right. That was one. And then and then the second message says, hope this gets through the algorithm and then the emoji that's got like its eyes together and, a, and the tongue out. <laughs> And the answer is, and this is, yes, it is, because you're on the podcast. It got through the algorithm. I'm gonna, this doesn't need to be too much depth of this, really. People don't take enough rest, straight up. Yeah. Um, from a strength and condition perspective with athletes, we would normally program a four-week, four- to six-week load. Um, so it might be, depending on the intensity of the total volume of you, that you're doing, from a training perspective, so are you doing... How many sessions a week are you doing? How long have you been doing that number of sessions? Um, that is going to affect how regularly you need to take a, a deload. So if you're doing one session a week, you might be able to never necessarily need a deload or a rest week because yeah. you're not accumulating enough to go that you're able to recover within the realms of that week when you're only doing one a week. Yeah. If you're training six or seven days a week and those sessions are hard, 100% yeah. you need to be putting in a week 
where you just take some time off. And this, this starts to come back to the mental well-being conversation that we've had more and more this year. Of going, if you can't take a week off from training because you feel like you're going to lose your mind, yeah. for me, it's a problem. Because what happens is, just from a, to put it, give you an analogy, you, training is like digging a hole. Every time you go in the gym, you're digging that hole a little bit deeper. Um, you only get to fill that hole back in when you take some rest. So if all we mm. ever do is is dig, 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 we end up in a massive hole, and then you're not going to get the adaptations that you want, you're not going to be able to maximise session intensity like you want, you're just going to start to, to um, cause a, a number of different negative things which aren't actually going to move yeah. in the direction you want to go. You don't get stronger in the gym, you get stronger when you give yourself time to recover. Um, and you have to find peace in that. And it, it takes some time because you... You, we can become very easily addicted to training. But having been there myself and being literally like not wanting to ever take any yeah. time off because I felt like I would literally in the space of a day lose everything I'd ever accumulated over years of training. Yeah. To go to a point now where I've gone, you know, I've trained really hard like last three weeks. Give it some time off. And what and this is like a little case study. Last twelve weeks I've been strict on that. I've gone three week load, one week deload. I've done that three times and what's happened? Well, got stronger yeah. and I'm not injured. Has your deload been have you have you done a little bit? Have you gone completely off? <coughs> Excuse me. Because um, there's a little bit on that, like spiking yeah, and coming bit. down. So, <clears throat> I've done a, a bit of training, but it's, to be honest, it's almost just fell with around what work has been like. Yeah. I've, I've, I've got like, this week. I've done a huge amount. It's not been very well. Um, but I might have done one session. Yeah. And that that's the thing. The take home message is: if you want to have a week off and you don't want to lose your gains, just do one session of intensity. And you might be only need to do one set or two sets, but yeah. what the body is bothered about, or the, the central nervous system is going to remember from a maintenance perspective is intensity. So as long as you give your body that stimulus and go one session hard out of this pull up or dip or whatever I'm trying to try not lose, yeah. you can research actually show that you can do that for twenty weeks and still not lose anything. Yeah. So And the reality if you've been training hard for four, six weeks and you've done a block and then you're going to have a, an entire week off completely, the whole week off completely. And like you, what you said, I really liked that challenge of like, if you can't do that and you're not a professional athlete, so you're not being paid to be there and do it. Which, just sorry to interject, means that you've also got the stress of life and work and a business and yeah. a job or whatever else you do, which is also a stress yeah. on the body, not just what you do in the gym, you've yeah. got all that to deal with. Exactly, and if, if, if your mental state is that you, you can't take a week off, you need to challenge yourself to take a week yeah. off. And you're not going to lose, are you going to lose anything in one week off? Realistically, if you've been digging that hole, you're probably going to feel an awful lot better when you come back to training. Yeah, I understand that. that like, people go, yeah, but I like training. It makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. Great. We're saying this completely because that's like, that is massively challenging for yeah, me. Yeah. Like we're saying it because we've been in that place. Yeah. And so stay in that place sometimes. It's great that you enjoy training. So your 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 deload week doesn't mean you don't have to do anything. It just means that you need to drop the volume down a little yeah. bit. You can keep a little bit of intensity in there from a maintenance perspective, but do something different. Like just if you if if you've been doing a lot of weight based training, like if it's been body weight heavy stuff, like I've been doing, just put a week in where you might just go for some recovery work. You might do mm. some more skill practice. You might go for some. You might do some more cardio stuff if you wanted to do that. But you just need to be mixed up with stimulus um, and giving yourself time to recover um, and challenge yourself on that because we really appreciate that it's not an easy thing to do for some people and it sounds like it's literally the wheels have come off and I take a week off. Yeah. But do it, see how you feel and what my guess is, 
you might feel a bit broken on the first day back in, but if you start to consistently replicate that pattern of creating a stimulus and then giving yourself time to adapt, you're going to see yourself improving way faster than if you're just trying to dig in that hole all the time. And you're not going to get injured as well, especially if you're training intensity, your body needs time off to regenerate. Yeah. yeah. And I think if you and your body will talk to you, if you're sat here now going, mm, I don't know if I should or shouldn't, mm. but um, that niggle that's never gone away, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. or whatever. That, I that's probably a week off, but I've got this flipping golf without me. Listen to your body. I think as you get older, you get better at that. Yeah, and be um, comfortable with what it's telling you. Yeah. Dr. Pee Wee. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Next one. Next is um, <coughs> it's one of those names that isn't really a name. E L eight nine two three E from Instagram. Uh, but it's a lovely question. Hey guys, question for you, and maybe something interesting for the Q and A episode of the podcast. Mm. Self-proclaimed interesting question. Um, how important is leg hip flexibility in calisthenics? Like most office workers, I sit all day and have tight hamstrings and hips. That's not you might be not in an office and still have the same thing. Um, while I'm getting by just fine now, I feel like that might hinder him if his progress in the future. Um, and would like to sort of take care of that or, or look into it now before it starts holding him back. Um, you start with this one because so he just gave his specific like his um, pike push-ups for example um, he's feeling that um, he's feeling that tightness hindering the position he can get into Um, what are your thoughts on this as a man with tight hips it's unfair unfair. going back to my handstand stuff I I saw somebody say that um, the lotus handstand is like the jewel in the crown of yoga so I thought I'm going to have a go at that he just did it first time Basically, completed yoga. What else is there? Yeah. So there's nothing more yoga. What's the opposite to hypermobile? It would be what's uh, hype. What's the diff? What's the like opposite word of that? Uh, you would be talking about hypertonicity. Yeah, that's me. Um, yeah. Stiff joints. Stiff as a board. Stiff as a board. <laughs> so um, I wasn't. Well, you, your hypermobility is what caused your shoulder dislocations and hip dislocation when you were a kid. I mean, yeah. You can do a lotus handstand. <laughs> But I also dislocated my hip, which meant I spent two weeks in traction and three months on crutches in a wheelchair. Yeah, not a highlight. And I always like to just point out that all of the, when we talk about Tim's dislocations, they're always they're all pre calisthenics. It was like rugby, sense. yeah, rugby, yeah. snowboarding. But how did you do your hip when you were a kid playing rugby? rugby? Yeah, yeah. Um, it sort of fell on me. Whereas I've never dislocated anything. I don't think even come close to dislocating anything. My injuries in rugby were I broke bones. So I'm obviously brittle, but probably makes. But the the idea of like my joints probably don't have it. Let the pretend I'm just You're now just playing against big dudes. Though. Yeah, there is that. Yeah, just getting belted and. Mm. Anyway, um, so how yeah, important how it? important is it? Very. Even if we're thinking about the effect on the upper, if you're, um, so let's take his uh, pike push-up for example. If his if his hips are so tight and his hamstrings are stopping him getting into a a nice vertical position, his pike push-up or your your pike push-up is always going to be much more of a horizontal push than a vertical push, and you're not going to then get the you might you'll get better at pushing horizontally, but you're not going to get. Um, the vertical pushing strength you're going to need if you're working towards some of your handstand work, handstand push-ups. Um, there's also just the just the effect of like your your trunk, your spine, and your hip and, and your shoulder. Sorry, are sat on top of your hips, and so um, what's it called? The restacking. What's that like term called? That like lower down in the in the chain. 
that we make, you know, like even like your head position gets affected by like a uh, ocular reflex. There you go, ocular reflex, something like that. But something that there's a there's a uh, a repositioning of the body based on higher up the chain, based on what's going on lower down. So if your um, hips are are all jacked up and you're struggling with some, and that's affecting the the alignment and the position of them, there's going to be some sort of compensatory position uh, effect higher up the chain, maybe at your shoulder, at your at the thoracic spine, at your neck, but something that's going to be compensating for issues lower down. And you might have a, uh, a, a sore neck, sore shoulder, or something might be, your spine might be particularly stiff. And, and we spend, you might spend a lot of your time trying to address that. And actually, some of the issue is happening, is, is happening further down. Um, and I definitely feel that myself. Like when I've worked on my hip mobility and loosening, those, loosening that off, that there feels like a bit of freeness further up the chain. Everything feels a little bit. Uh, moving a little bit easier. Um, you must be thinking we go back to the stuff that we did about fascia over the summer. Yeah. We were talking about that a lot more with the around the coaching context of um, understanding movement and calisthenics, and it's all connected. We like to think of muscles as being well, that's my hip flexor and that's my adductor, yeah. even though there's a group of those. Um, the reality is, it's all one big piece of muscle, which is all connected. And stress molds along the, or, or adhesions and uh, restrictions in in, um, in tightness in, in in that whole system is going to more along the line of stress, a Davis law. So if you spend a lot of time sitting, we're going to start to bunch up in these areas and get tight, and that is going to create tension and, and a pulling effect on other areas in the body. Um, yeah. What's the right word? Uh, remote to the particular areas of tightness. So it is one whole big chain that we, we need to kind of consider. Yeah. I always think, I sort of think of it quite simply now in my own head. Like, remember when we started what five years ago start my SNC journey and you you're looking you're going through all the textbooks and you're doing your exams and whatnot and you're like looking at going, Oh cry, how am I gonna remember like all these different things? Whereas I think of it now as literally you just get good at what you do. Mm. So if you want to be really good at sitting, spend time sitting and you'll be great at it. But do you know what I mean? But we don't necessarily <laughs> want to be very good at sitting, yeah. but we spend a lot of time sitting, therefore we just get really good at it. If you want to be if you want to to be better um, in in other positions where you need to go and explore those positions, spend some more time there. I think the um, the, the take home point for me on that question is is about it becomes a bit more of a philosophical answer rather than how important it is. It is important. Yeah. It is important that from a, if you want to do a good pipe push up, you have some hamstring and hip mobility. Yeah. But what's more important is how your body is moving. And if you think that you're a, if you're a desk worker now, and we all spend too much time sitting, so yeah. just, that's just a fact from what, what our lives are like in, in twenty eighteen. But I don't know how old, how old you are, but if you're going to continue that pattern for the next 20 years, 30 years, you're going to get more of the same. So it, for me, for example, I have to be aware of what my shoulders are doing. So if I feel that it's not, even though they haven't had any problems with them, it's not uncommon when I've done a high amount of work for them to start to feel a bit clunky and I need to then know when the right time is to take some time off. I have to yeah. look after them. If you're prone to tightness and you're just somebody who, because of your lifestyle or just training history in the past or just the way that you're put together, means that you get restrictions in range of movement, you get tight and jumped up, that just needs to be a focus of what you're going to spend your time on. So it's going to mean you need to invest more time in getting on top of those areas because it, it comes down to longevity um, and actually focusing on, on where your weaknesses are 
Um, because what do you want to do in 20 or 30 years' yeah. time? I think that's one of the great things about calisthenics is it really sets you up for that. You, you're getting strong and stable, and it's going to encourage you to move. And one thing that I, I really take, and I talked about this on stories, um, but we touched on the scorpion handstand before. I've been sitting a lot recently at my desk yeah. and travelling, and I don't really get a lot of enjoyment out of doing mobility work. Because I'm, I'm pretty m- mobile, it's not hard for me, but I don't really enjoy it because there's no outcome. Because I can, you say, do a squat or do that. I can, yeah. A few minutes into a bit of mobility work, I can be able to, I'll move pretty well. But I know that my spine is getting tighter. So by me setting a tangible goal of interest to me, the scorpion yeah. handstand is something that I like and it's of interest. It gives me a reason to focus on my spinal mobility. And that's working. I've, I've been doing it for a couple of weeks. And it's there's something at the end of that which is enticing so therefore I have a reason to do it so if you just if you know you sit a lot and that's not really a big incentive longevity you don't really care about 20 or 30 years or it's not something which is a high priority for you now set yourself a goal which is going to mean that you have to address it because the yeah. goal isn't worth it the mobility itself from doing more of that kind of work isn't massively in- engaging yeah. set yourself a goal which means to get there You've got to do that. So you've talked it's about a great thing about motivation. Sense. Yeah, exactly. It was the same with my flag. Like my sh- my shoulder, like my shoulders are super tight after finishing rugby because the job of them wasn't to be able to do a handstand. The job of them was to protect take an and take yeah. impact. So it was it was good to be tight. Um, and being told, oh, you need to do that. You know, I used to pull my hamstring loads as well. And like um, physio saying, you need to work on your hamstring flexibility and you just get bored of that very quickly. Not everyone, but a lot of us do. And then, and so for me, it comes down to like a motivational thing, like having something else to the, that does motivate you that requires a, the requires the mobility or the flexibility, the joint range that you want, or the, the physio is telling you you should have, for example, that that's part of it then you, you'll you get what you need in terms of that mobility mm-hmm. as part of working towards the process of that thing that you really do want to actually do. Um, so I think from a motivation point of view and adherence to training, it gives us that. Whereas if it's just, um, I do it all the time, we go, I'm going to work on this. And then I do it for a little bit and then it's you, you, you lose interest in it. And I think sometimes any little tools like that that we can you use for ourselves to help with our motivation, adherence to training. You know, if you've got those two things, your training's going to go well. Because mm. you mo- if you stay motivated and you have adherence to it, um, as long as <laughs> as long as what you're doing is correct, yeah. you're following the right information, then you're going to make you're going to make progress. Yeah. Um, you're only as strong as your weakest link, and you're going to find at some point in calisthenics that your hip mobility is going to restrict you. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah. depending on what it is that you, where you want to go yeah. with it so it's just yeah, yeah. and I just finish with come back to the point that you made it's a very good point just to because it wraps it up nicely <laughs> like what's the you might have a big goal of like being able to do a handstand push up freestanding that's a big goal mm-hmm. but whether you realise it or not there's a bigger goal than that of like what you said how do you want to move like your body when you're older mm-hmm. um what what's what's longer beyond because as soon as you do that freestanding handstand push-ups and then you might go oh, i want to be able to do 10 now okay great you can do 10 now there's going to be there's always something after that and what you actually what you'll what we realize as we start to get closer to our goals is that there's something bigger around like you actually you want to enjoy moving your body because if you get to do hand 10 handstand free hand, 10 free handstand push-ups and then you blow your shoulder up because it's all janked up and you didn't actually look after it from a mobility and movement quality point of view, 
then you ain't gonna be you ain't gonna be happy. This this follows on nicely from the podcast that we've done with Tom Foxy about mine too. Yeah. yeah. Who do you want to? What's the person you want to become rather than what do you want to achieve? Yeah. I, what I want to be is somebody who moves well into late later life. Yeah. So that I can still be active and enjoy everything that I enjoy now. I have some, uh, I need um, some building work done in my house as a builder. Dave, mm-hmm. shout out to Dave Harper. Um, <laughs> sure but he just he came down. <laughs> he came. He came to and he was oh, can, can you? And I'm, I'm thinking maybe I'm looking a lot older recently. I was because like, can you still do that flag thing? I was like, yeah, all right, Dave. Yeah, well, well, yeah. I'm not that old yet. Yeah, but I'd still like to be able to do one when I. But we had Graham. He was like uh, yeah, the class was like 71, and he can't do a full flag yet. But flipping act like. At 71 is tidy. Yeah. Right. So let's all minutes. be good and happy when we're older. That's my school motto. <laughs> Write that down. Um, um, so, guys, we just wanna, <laughs> we're going to wrap this up by saying a massive thank you for all the support, for, for listening to us um, on the podcast or, or however you kind of engage with us. Um, we, we massively appreciate it. And we, I think we probably said the same thing last year, but... When we started training calisthenics, it wasn't because we wanted to start the school of calisthenics. It was literally just a, a new form of training that we were f- having fun with and enjoying. Um, and we found that there was a little bit of an opportunity for us to use our knowledge and, dare I say, expertise of training Paralympic athletes and breaking down complicated things into smaller parts. And, and we applied the same process to calisthenics. Um, and somehow it, it became what it what it is today. But from nothing more than just wanting to share that with you guys, um, and we... We've had some really nice emails in recent from people yeah. that have just been telling us stories about um, how things have changed for them. And I don't want to put it up on a lofty goal because it makes me sound like I'm being sort of obtuse, but it's um, it's a, to see people's lives genuinely being changed by calisthenics, not by us, but by calisthenics, yeah. and, and our small part in that is a uh, is is massively why we we do what we do. So we we just want to say thanks for that because it. it Without you guys and yeah, a massive yeah. Dave sat chatting to each other, which it's essentially what it is now. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's it is just a massive thank you because um, it it that and it spurs us on to what we're trying to do for 2019 with the launch of this virtual classroom is to try and to service and serve you guys with your calisthenics training um, as best we possibly can, and we feel that we've got the right um, platform to be able to do that and deliver that to you. Um, and finally, oh, go on, you, 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 you did a... <laughs> Does anyone notice that Tim does this? Yeah, thing? Is, you know it? if he's going to talk to you. Take a breath of air in. No, no, I like it. Uh, I was just going to give a Christmas message for back, a takeaway message for Oh, training. okay, well, I'll do it. Mine's, mine's, a, mine's a Christmas thing as well. Let me get my Christmas thing. So, so Merry Christmas, because I've just remembered, I believe that this Tim is going out, if I get this right, it's off the top of my head, it's going out, it's Boxing Day right now. Oh, wow. So I hope you had a nice Christmas yesterday. That's what did you have? Turkey. Uh, actually, we're going to South Africa. So. Oh yeah, we're doing a barbecue or something. Yeah, we're probably on a beach all day. I'm going to hopefully have two Christmas dinners. Yeah, doppio. If I can. Um, I was just going to say, enjoy Christmas, guys. Don't like, don't you don't have to go crazy, but you also don't need to be super restrictive. Um, we talked about intensity before. If you're worried about taking some time off, you're seeing family, friends, or whatever, put one session of intensity in, or don't do any. Yeah. But just Chill. Um, yeah, give yourself enjoy some time off and. Approach 2019 with with a fresh, 
physique ready to rock. And get ready for the virtual classroom yeah, in 2019. Um, I'm, my goal, actually, for Christmas is not a... My tradition is to have a selection box before breakfast. Mm. Or for breakfast. Then it's my... around the school class <laughs> and it's for doing Christmas balls. So I'm going to try and not do. Which disappoints me. I like the ball. Watching David so I'm feeling relatively lean at the moment. When you get loose on food, it is... <laughs> no, so I'm going to behave... I'm looking... Because I want to be... Uh, that's not going to be conducive to my longer-term goal of being old and happy. Because I'll be old and fat. And on that Not note, well. Like Wellness. Like Santa, yeah. If I can find my hat. Right, guys, you're awesome. We love you. Yes, we'll thank you. We'll see you in 2019. We can't wait. Until next year. Class dismissed. Dead <laughs> We hope that you've enjoyed this week's playground session from the School of Calisthenics. Uh, I certainly did, Tim. I thought that was an absolute crackerjack. Um, so if you also did or even if you didn't like it but you just like us we'd massively appreciate and you like the podcast we'd massively appreciate um, a five star rating on uh, iTunes or whatever platform that you listen to the podcast on Um, it makes us feel good about ourselves but it also helps um, promote the podcast and make more people aware of it so they can enjoy it too so all the best this week with your training guys get out there and redefine your impossible we'll catch up soon until next week Class dismissed. <laughs>